0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. It is a beautiful Saturday afternoon, about 12.30, Monday, May, or Saturday, May 6th, uh, 2023. It's about 12.30 in the afternoon, heading home, and I'm going to start recording a podcast now. Um, and first and, for, and foremost, I, I had did a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy Predix, uh, it was a little 10-minute episode, but then I just deleted it because I kind of feel like the movie is, pr- the movie is good. They could just put that out there. But I, my prediction, I was thinking people were going to die. I thought, I thought a lot of things were going to happen. And not only were my predictions so far off, I think the things were so far off, for, I think for everybody, even though the movie was really good, I think just... The movie was so far out there for most people. Um, based in terms of what people were thinking about the movie. Uh, but I, I think it was a good movie. I'd probably give it like, maybe like a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, there, there is some things that the Guardians of the Galaxy and the director and Marvel literally get away with every movie. And this happens to be one of those movies where they're getting away with, they're getting away with a lot. The movie is really good. I love, I love the villain. Uh, the High Evolutionary to me is one of one of the villains I've been like hoping for for a while. Uh, seeing as you know Adam Warlock was talked about, Ra- uh, Rocket Raccoon, and just a couple of other things. But there and there's a but, but they got away with like. Not having the high evolutionary do anything almost the whole movie. They were just like, here he's the bad guy, he's a bad guy, he's a bad, bad guy. he's doing some fucked up shit. He's a bad guy. And the fight with him and the rest of the guardians took like twenty seconds. That's one knock, but that's not much of a knock because he was terrorizing whole planets and he did destroy a whole planet. I mean, he he did some mad fuckery uh, throughout the whole movie, you know. Um, and then they just glanced, and they didn't even glance. I thought they were going to talk about how they were going to get, how Gamora was going to come back. I thought they were going to drop that she was a variant. I thought that they were, you know, maybe she was going to come back, uh, as, as now that Thanos is gone, that, you know, I, so I don't really know what happened to Gamora. Um, uh, supposedly she knows the Guardians. And, but she's not, you know, none of the story between them happened. So I'm guessing in her timeline, Dano's left. And, and they see, this is one thing that, again, that they're getting, they're getting away with, like, to the max. So I don't really know if they're ever going to talk about it. Or you're just going to have to accept the fact that, that that's just the fact that she's not part of, of the Guardians. And she don't want nothing to do with them. You're just going to have to accept that fact. Because, I mean... That's one thing that just... Again, I was like... I was like, I want to know... Like, that should have been, like, a third of the movie. And then maybe she should have crossed paths with the Guardians. And then fought the High Evolutionary. And, you know, eventually saving Rocket and all that. But I was kind of just like... Huh. They just said... They don't know why she's the only one that went back. And they don't know what happened to her. But they... They've come across her, and they known about her. They knew she was there. They just weren't talking to her, which is kind of weird, seeing as they're Ravagers and uh, Gamora is a Ravager. But anyway, so they got they got they kind of they got away with that, uh, and then they really got away with Adam Warlock's introduction, again, if you're familiar with who Adam Warlock is, I mean, they sprinkled, and when I mean sprinkled, I mean very tenderly, like, white people seasoning, like, just a drop of his powers in the movie. Um... It's just a drop. And and I gotta say, just a drop, but I mean, it's like... I thought Adam Warlock was gonna c- come out to be a little bit better, to be honest. But but I'll give it. It's not his movie. They just introduced the character. They, they shoehorned him in in the last one. They were like, okay, well, we're gonna have him in this one, because why not? Um, and, you know... That's what it is. While I do like that they fine, we're gonna get Adam Warlock, he should have been, he should have been, from a long time ago. Uh, but whatever, you know, we're gonna get him now. But they really did a disservice to his powers. So I'm kind of like, like, damn, like, they did him dirty a little bit too. So those are the three major things that I'm like. Um, okay. I'm kind of like... Uh. I was like... If you ignore those three things that, that I just said, the Gamora thing, uh, the High Evolutionary getting his ass whipped in like 20 seconds at the end by the Guardians that really don't even... And he has powers to fucking... He, he could have done a better battle with them, but I mean the whole movie, they were battling the whole movie, so I, I kind of understand that they were kind of, you know, mm-hmm. they brought the Guardians together, of the Galaxy back together to fight the High Evolutionary, and there you go. They, and then they beat him. Uh, but it, to me, Ego fought the Guardians more than the High Evolutionary. The High Evolutionary, they, uh, they, they just rolled upon him, and, and that was it. Uh, so if you take out those three things, what you're left over with, is a really good movie. Uh, it's a really good movie. Like I said, I was just nitpicking it, and I know, and I know there's a lot of people saying that. that uh, just hopped on Twitter, just starting to see people talking about it, and then you hop online, people talking about it. There's a lot of things that people love about the Guardians, and it's all, all of the elements that are. I love the music. Uh, this Guardians to me had a little bit darker of a tone. Uh, a little bit happy go lucky, like the first one. Uh, and to me, the, the first one is the best one. Uh, even though I'm nitpicking the, th- the fight between the High Evolutionary and the Guardians, I mean, yeah, Ronin uh, got whipped up by them after he had the powers. But he, I mean, it literally, Ronin fought them at nowhere to start, or at least he fought Drax. Uh, he whipped up Drax. Uh, and they didn't really, yeah, I guess they did run into Accuser Dirty 2. But I think they corrected that mistake in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where they did actually fight Ego. Um, and that was cool to see that. Like, as I watched that, the Pac-Man versus Ego scene is, to me, is dope as fuck, uh, as well as, like, you know, just him fighting Yondu, him fighting Drax and and Mantis and, you know, in Rocket shooting a lot of things. I mean, there was a lot going on in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well, but I think it goes one, two, three, with this third one being the weakest of the ones, and I know a lot of people up front, they're going to be like, yeah, this Guardians of the Galaxy movie was Great, and and it's a good movie. I think it's a really good movie, it's a really good send off for some of the characters. As we're going to get into that here shortly, but I don't think it's as good as part two, and it's not as good as part one. Um, not at all. Uh, part one is iconic, we had all the elements that made like Iron Man 2 great. Into that, they had a team up of of people. Uh, I liked how nitty and gritty it was in number three. They just kind of missed the ball. I kind of feel like on a lot of things, and it's just it's a, to me it's a little bit kind of hard to overcome because it kind of you kind of left to just left to interpret what happened. Like, what happened with Gamora? Okay, well, nobody knows. Nobody actually gonna know. They're never gonna know. Um The High Evolutionary's been fucking with civilizations for who knows how long, and then. They fight him and his powers get passed. And I mean that's just another thing. And then just like okay, Adam Warlock is what? Like he was just kind of there. The Sovereign was just like kind of an afterthought. Um, and that's what it, I mean. If you ignore those things, then the movie is a really good movie, probably a ten out of a ten movie. I, I can't kind of ignore it because. I think people were wondering about Gamora. And is the big one. They just wrote her back in. They were like, fuck it, we don't even need it to make sense. Or As a matter of fact, we're not going to have it make sense. We're not even going to talk about it. And that's exactly what they did. And it's exactly where I'm like, damn, like that? But whatever. Uh, moving on from that. What happens in the movie that uh, picks up? I thought it was going to pick up where... Thor, Love, and Thunder. I thought maybe we were going to get a Thor cameo just for two seconds. Maybe like a phone call saying, like, hey, guys, you guys made it? And then just, like, tip out. Um, instead, they're at Nowhere, which is past the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And you find out, you know, Mantis is Star-Lord's sister. And Rocket gets Bucky's arm. And several things happen in that movie. Or in that little special feature. Kevin Bacon happens. And that that special was really good. Because it answered a little bit of questions. It had a little bit of. It had just enough easter eggs for it to be like. Oh wow look. Rocket ended up getting Bucky's arm. You know. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, and they showed Mantis's powers. They kind of dabbled in it in, again, in Guardians of the Galaxy, but they didn't really do it to a full extent. Again, they just kind of had her doing dorky shit. Um, but that's fine. But now it's, now her powers are going to come. Uh, hopefully they give her a little spin-off. Maybe a little special presentation fighting somebody. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. But it picks up right after that. Uh, Star-Lord is a drunk. He's just not the leader of the gardens that he needs to be there's obviously him and rocket are not like eye to eye either but the friends Gamora isn't there nebula is there drax is there Groot is grown up a little bit it's up uh you got cosmo there which was uh, in crackling Craglin isn't married anymore they kind of when that kind of went over the heads of people too Um but I mean that's not neither here nor there, that's just really nothing. And then they get to the story is Adam Warlock comes flying in. He's on a mission to I guess get or retrieve um P one three eight nine P one three which is rocket and he goes to get him but he injures him badly and Adam Warlock takes damage from Nebula and stops the attack. From that point forward, the movie is pretty clear that they need to save Rockets life. Rocket is dying. Some Rockets out of it most of the movies, but then they put Baby Rocket in. Um, and, you know, he's with his friends and you can see the high evolutionary. At that point, really what he was doing, doing some dark shit on the fringes of space. Doing illegal testing and in an attempt to create a perfect, a perfect world, uh, and to a degree he does, but not, um, not to his liking. But I mean, his, in the name of science, you're always going to have somebody doing some fucked up shit. Um, there's just no two ways about it, because while I, while his methods were Absolutely horrific and his things were not what should have been uh, The high evolutionary has the ability to give Bring about sentient life form and to give uh, And to help to I mean with body mods I, I Look at my own life if I could body modification my eyes I would to the degree. I have I got laser eye surgery Rocket gave Thor an eye that that kind of technology exists, and that doesn't that kind of technology doesn't exist unless you do testing. So there is a little bit of that. There is a little bit of like, can you know, is a High Evolutionary really that bad? Is he a bad of a villain? In reality, he's not. But his methods were fucked up, and he really didn't care. And they. They put him as this big bad scientist that is just out of control, like, Frankenstonian. I mean, if you can draw the lines between Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, um, you know, the monster that is Frankenstein, that uh, putting together parts of animals and giving like that, that's a, oh, that's a very old motif. That's exactly what um, the high evolutionary did. And while Frankenstein is not revered as the monster in today's age, days and age, Neither should the High Evolutionary be. Um, his actions towards his creation are probably what separate him from Frankenstein. Um, but it's what it is. I mean, in reality, it's what it is. Uh, but I don't really got a problem with that. Like, You need to test things out and test them on animals and test them. And, I mean, if you go online and you look at PETA shit, 90% of the people think PETA is fucking whacked-out loonies. But the moment you start doing tests on chimpanzees and animals to find out if a chemical how it's going can react to your skin or your eye drops in your eyes, then it all of a sudden becomes a problem. But where is the line? Because you fucking eat animals anyways. Um, I wouldn't eat a seal or a raccoon or an otter, necessarily, but definitely eat a cow, a pig, a bunny, which there's a bunny in the movie, definitely eat, um, you know, a sheep or a goat, definitely, I would definitely eat an animal, and I don't really care how they go about killing said animal and preparing me a fat-ass steak. um, that's just my opinion, uh, animals, we do raise them, we do eat them. I, I do believe they should be treated with a little bit more respect than they are. It's not just a production line. Get them fat and cut their throats as soon as they weigh, a, you know, 2,000 pounds of cow meat. I think they should be allowed to be cage-free. Yes, I do believe that. As I don't want my meat stressed out. I want it to be some meat As uh, meat. I am like, getting off-topic here, but, like, you know, my pigs, I want them free-range. And as they get to pass their prime, after they lived alive, life, yes, there needs to be a, hum- a humane way to euthanize them, but also not be poisonous. Humans and just serve the meat at that point. Even if it slows down the... Anyways, I was cut off there, but as I was saying, I mean, yes, I do believe animals should be free-range, even if at the Run end of it, it slows things down a little bit, but you just raise more animals, and then as they get to, you know, label the cows. Okay, this one is two years old. This one is three years old. This one is four. It's at its prime. As it gets to its fifth year, okay, let's, you know, because the animals don't live to, you know, you don't want to eat ten year old animal. You don't want to wait till the animal dies. But okay, we have these, you know, something like that. You know, goats. I understand. They raise, but they should be allowed to have a little life and then be taken back to the pasture and taken out. That's what I feel about animals. They should just be treated a little bit more humanely, but not too humane. Not too humane. We need to eat. This is, they're put on this earth for that reason. Uh, It's what it is. So, is a high evolutionary bad in reality? Mm, You can make the case, I make the case that he wasn't as bad as he should have been. But he was just doing some horrific shit, though. Uh, He annihilated all of Counter-Earth off of a whim, and he did it. He did it. Uh, And besides that, and uh, apart from that, you know, there's a little bit that, there's a lot that happens in the movie. Uh, As they go to save, you know, Rocket Slide, they end up on uh, a planet a space planet that's biologically grown that was a cool little zone that they went to I forgot what it's called ogre corp or something Ar- ogre corp or something uh then they, then they ended up at counter earth which i was really excited to see uh and then you know they started getting into the high evolutionary a little bit more his story what he was doing why he wants rocket um uh, and that's just what it is. I kind of feel like... You know... All of that was good. All of that story was good. Now, as they... They end up talking to the high vision, They tell him like... They want the thing to take off... Rocket's... Lock on his heart. Um, and... He says no, that he needs Rocket's brain because Rocket was able to figure out in his head why the machines were not working, and the High Evolutionary needed that. But I don't understand why the High Evolution just recreate the process. So he had years to figure it out. He could have just done it. Um, I figured it out at that point. So, to some degree, it was boneheaded. Boneheaded re on his end but there's a little bit of lazy, lazy writing but i mean they made. i'm like okay it's a movie. uh and then they finally get off of counter earth and they do the big battle in the space you get to see a little bit of mantis's powers that's when they pull all the guardians of the galaxies together you get mantis tracks and you know you get warlock Nebula and Gamora. You get Star-Lord. You know, Rocket comes back online. You get it all, like, up in space. Groot. Groot shows up. And eventually they go to whip the dog shit out of the High Evolutionary. And I just don't understand how the hell they whipped his ass. And, I mean, he could have literally just, like, stopped it all. But they pieced him up. Uh, they took off his plastic face. And revealed that he's horrifically disfigured. Uh, Groot has a chance to kill him. Which leads me to believe that the High Evolutionary is still alive. Nobody killed him. Um, and I was kind of hoping that he was going to walk away at the end. Or walk off. and I mean they might find him. The Sovereign can find him. The Ravagers can find him. Any number of people can find him, um, pick him up, and have him start everything all up again. Like, and I kind of think they are. In a future movie, they will. Hopefully, I mean. But if he did die, they didn't really explicitly show him dying. But if he did die, then okay. Um, okay, I guess. They kind of did him a little bit dirty. But okay. And I kind of was going into I was like. I hope they don't do the High Evolutionary dirty. I, I hope they don't. I, I kind of want him to be. Playing with the Guardians. And, and them for a while more. Um, and then we get to. What I would consider to be. The extended ending. Uh, the Teams back together. A split moment, they go their separate ways, Gamora crosses Star-Lord, Star-Lord is still in love with her, she tells him there's nothing there, she doesn't know what he's talking about, and that maybe they were fun, she doesn't know, she doesn't remember any of it, the last several years of her life, I guess, apparently, she wasn't involved, she was involved with the Ravagers, so I'm not exactly sure, again, once, once again, they They don't really specifically tell you that. They just kind of wrote that in there. And I'm okay with their ending. Because I always felt that uh, Star-Lord... Star-Lord's attraction to Gamora was really corny. Uh, It wasn't as genuine to me as, let's say, like... Potts and Iron Man or... You know, Steve and... You know... And Carter, Peggy, uh, wasn't as genuine to me as, like, you know, Thor and Jane. Thor and Jane, you could kind of say it was good. Well, you could kind of say it was just okay. Their luster was, they met in the first one. Uh, That, I brief romance and then he took off. He comes back in the dark world or she comes back in the dark where she gets infected by the reality stone and then he goes to save her life to which again he takes off. And then but that was Ego's thing too. Uh, but then, then again Thor came back uh, in Endgame didn't see her and then flash forward to now and she's dying and then he comes to the realization like man like this was fucked up the whole time and uh, their love arc was a better one than I kind of feel than uh Gamora and Star Lords if we're being we're, we're keeping it 100 uh Star Lord was just kind of attracted to her she wasn't really attracted to him they kind of sort of grew in each other I guess in Guardians 2 but it was some unspoken thing and then in an infinity war was where she kind of was telling him like look like look, these things happen that you know and you know that has really made him put his money where his mouth is I mean and then and then it was over for their love from that moment they were no longer in love because she ends up dying. She comes back in in Endgame, but she doesn't know who he is. In uh, the after Endgame, she's no long no longer on the radar. So I'm assuming, she ends up lost with the Ravagers. That's where the movie should have started. Either there or with Thor. Um, they should have shown her just waking up on a ship surrounded by Ravagers. And maybe spent, like, a couple of years aboard the Ravager as a prisoner. And then finding out that, okay, she's a vicious warrior that can get shit done. And there's no Thanos. She is free. That could have been in, like, five minutes. And then they could have just zipped over to, like... Star-Lord, like, not knowing... Or knowing, but, like, not really a part of... Like, that could have been... Could have been different. So again, that's just it's a little nitpicky. I mean, they should have done it because he really didn't just say anything. Um, but at the end of this one, she doesn't know who they are, really. She does not love Star-Lord. And they walk away like, oh, maybe in another... I don't know. Maybe they were fun. Maybe who knows. She don't know. Star-Lord knows and they walk away. She takes off to the Ravagers and you know, she's back with her boys. I'm assuming she's either a captain of a Ravager ship or high up there. And that was good to see that she can got finally get out of under these corny-ass rules. Zoe how that I don't really think needs to be in these corny-ass love stories like Avatar, which is kind of irritating to me, too. Um... Like, I get Hollywood thinks she's very beautiful and they want to put her with these white dudes, but Zoe's good all by herself, I think. And Columbiana was a fucking fantastic movie. There was no fucking, nobody there saving her life or nobody playing her hero. And, and that's, what, that's what she should be. I think that's kind of why she's like, I'm fucking done playing Gamora. I'm going to have to suck up Star-Lord's ass. And I'm, and I'm with her, I'm with her there. Because I'm like, I'm, their, their love story was corny as fuck. It was. No two, no two ways about it. Uh, it was a, not annoying, but it was just corny as fuck. Like, goofy. In the sense, in part one. Uh, part two was like, okay, sort of, and then, yeah. Whatever. Moving on from that, they... The rest of the Guardians, Rocket, Drax, Nebula, Cosmo, Kraglin, um, group, Star-Lord tells him that, yes, he plans on going back home to Earth to go visit family because he's left people there all these years, and, you know, it's time for him to go back home, at least to see his grandfather... Or, you know, other family. He left the people there. And he, you know, he needed to go back. It was time for him to go back home. At which point, he selects Rocket as being the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. As the captain of the ship. And, you know, there's a little tense moment there between them. You can see Rocket is a little dejected a little bit. Because he just got his friends back. He just... They saved his life, but now they're putting it all on him now, as to being the leader. Which there was a little strife between them. All this, these movies, who's the captain? Uh, But Rocket gives it to, or uh, Starlord gives it to Rocket, which I'm okay with. At the same time, Mantis decides that she lived with Ego all those years, never had a life of her own. She's done everything that the Guardians have asked her. Wants a life of her own and she decides she wants to go live and do something that she wants to do and just be a part you just live a little bit you know not fighting just discovering things i'm I'm assuming maybe she'll find a love somewhere maybe raising her own people uh and that's what she wants to do so she boogies out uh driving leaving just Rocket, Drax, Nebula, Craglin, Groot. And. Drax thinks about leaving. To. The, he said he was no longer needed. But Nebula tells him. He's needed. On. Nowhere to help with. The refugee children. The high evolutionary children. And to stay. Because she's also. Kind of. Uh, needed there as well and thus the Guardians are going to reform as Groot, Rocket, Adam Warlock, a child and Cosmo and Kraglin that's going to be the Guardians going forward which I'm okay with because um, they need to give Warlock more time to start whipping ass. Uh, they have a probably a stronger lineup with Warlock at the helm. And you've got Yondu Part 2 and Kraglin. Kraglin is... Yondu made a uh, cameo in there, which I kind of... That, that was a good send-off. Um, to see Yondu one more time. Uh, I didn't really want Yondu to die in the last one. I think he was one of the best parts of Part 1 and 2. Uh, but whatever. Maybe we'll get a uh, variant of him in the future. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he can come in for just a cameo of a couple of minutes. Would, I would love to see multiple Yandus and Kraglins and, or maybe Starler with the, you know, and just have those variants come in and start arrowing the shit out of everybody. Um, that that would be dope. But we'll, we will see. We will see what happens going forward. Uh, but yeah, yeah well, I want them to get, but I think their, their lineup now, if you got Essentially, Kraglin learned how to use Yandu's power. Uh, so you got Yandu. It's essentially yon But we're going to He's got Yandu powers. You've got Cosmo, who's a psychic uh, and has the ability to do all, not quite the same things as Charles Xavier, but similar. You've got Adam Warlock. You've got your high tech hero in Rocket. And you've got just your brute muscle and brute. And then the child's ability is going to have the high evolutionary abilities. The lineup is much, much stronger than the OG lineup by a million degrees. By a million percent. It's just what it is. Uh, And they form your new Guardians. That's kind of one of uh, one of the after credits. The second one being Star Lord ends up at home, and he's on Earth. Uh, he's at his home in Missouri, so I'm kind of wondering if you end up, you know, getting bored at some point, or just bumping into like an Ant Man, or bumping into an old Steve Rogers, maybe bumping into, um, you know, Spider Man or something at some point, point. Uh, and that's where it ends. That's Essentially, the gist of the movie is leaving out some key things, but there is just that's essentially what happens in the movie. And through and through is a good movie, aside from my nitpicking it, which is holding it back from being like a nine or an eight and a half you know, high, low nine. It's just a couple of things just didn't make sense. And and, and I'm gonna tell you right now like, they're just getting away with it, they just. There's things in the Marvel universe that sometimes people were like, okay, well that's just a given. They just like spider mans in the Civil War. They just kind of waltz all over his, and he just has powers. They just kind of like, well, you get bit, but you don't, but you know, Uncle, but da 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 da, da, da. and then he was like, a Spider-Man, and that was it. And then like, you know, there's things like that that happen. I'm like, okay. So, some you you needed, you know, Ultron got defeated. And they just kind of put that on the burner, too. Like, Ultron is gone. Like, what the fuck? And they just kind of went over it. Iron Man 3 is another one. Like, they gave Potts powers. And then she didn't have powers no more. And kind of wondering, like, damn. They're just kind of not talking about that. And that, that does happen. While it isn't a big thing, it does take off half a percent, or, like, you know, 0.5% of the 10. Which is mark because I was thinking, man, I thought they were going to talk about it a little bit. They didn't, they didn't talk about it. Warlock being kind of dumbed down. Yeah, also, shades it a point, uh, half a point. And then they just beat the dog shit out of the High Evolutionary, and fast. Like, fast as hell. Like, he wasn't even really a battle. He was just like, one of those people that they were fighting, one of his little uh, creations, they just whipped on him quick. And I was like, man, they kind got to get him dirty. Uh, but that is the case in Marvel movies. There's a lot of them that have been done d- done dirty. Whiplash, Ronin. Um, God, who else got done dirty? They didn't really even, uh, who else? I mean, there's been a number of them that they've done dirty like that. Like, okay, shit. It wasn't really a big battle. It was like, battle up, but the, but the movie had a lot of action. When they get on the high evolutionary ship and they start all working together, that's kind of cool. Um. I thought Starler was going to die. If he would have died, it probably would have been a better movie, to be honest. Get rid of his corny ass, too. <laughs> but they didn't they didn't they didn't kill nobody. So again I, I had done a little ten minute prediction. I was like I was thinking I was actually thinking they're gonna kill the more twice and they didn't do it. And I kinda feel that that's Marvel's long overshadowing grip. Their long reaching grip and the director saying, you know what? Instead of giving Marvel the F U and killing off a person, you know, we're not going to kill it and leave them entangled. We're trying to figure out how to how to either do stories when these characters exist, and you might not see them. I think that was the James Gunn was essentially giving up the middle. But Marvel, it's an easy play. You just have a variant come in, or you ask these actors at a later day, hey, do you want to do? A scene here, a scene there for us. Get back on the ship. You don't have to do your whole movie. It's not going to take up six months of your life. What do you say? Well, you want to do like a couple of action sequences for us? It might take like two weeks. And I think the actors I have to give it enough time a break and enough time between other movies and other stars getting some spotlight. And then, you know, some of these actors, and I'm not going to name no names like Chris Pratt and, um, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. and Steve Rogers, you know, uh, Chris Evans. They have to go back, essentially, to doing whatever the hell they were doing before Marvel. And some of them are successful. Some really aren't. Some are just, you know, like... Chris Pratt was doing Jurassic World, but only the one Jurassic World was good. The other two sucked. Fallen Kingdom and Dominion is really dog shit. I mean, actually, when I actually look at it, I'm like, damn, that fucking could have been so much better and it wasn't. Um, and he did the Mario movie, yes. So he's got a baby there. That's gonna get the Super Mario Bros. movies was phenomenal again. There's no knock to Chris Pratt at all. Like, I thought it was gonna be worse than it was, but it was tremendous. The movie's good. But he's going to be stuck doing that for a while. But, I mean, is that all he's going to do? No, he's probably going to want to do other things. Maybe take some time off. But it's easy for them to go reach out and get him back. He didn't need that much carbon Gamora, Zoe Saldana is a major, major Hollywood star. She's probably one of the biggest that Hollywood has. Uh, and she's going to be wrapped up in Avatar for a while. But I do believe as Avatar kicks off... Try to make their own universe. Marvel can snag Zoe a a little bit here and a little bit there. I think they'll be alright with it. Uh, Nebula. I mean, some of these other characters. Like Drax is in Dune. We'll see how far that goes. Dave Bautista. I kind of want to see Vin Diesel actually in the MCU. That's that's not Groot. Now that the Fast and Furious is over... We could see him as something. I, I I want to see him in the in the Marvel universe as not as group. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just what it is. Uh, we'll see we'll see if some of these actors fade out. Uh, Anthony Mackie is doing Twisted Metal, which could be a hit. It looks good. The teaser we're gonna wait to get a trailer trailer, but the teaser looks good. I'm not gonna lie, like. It looks good. And I'm almost going to download Peacock just to watch it. As a matter of fact, I might download Peacock just to watch it. I love Twisted Metal. And the stories there are phenomenal. I'm hoping they go full hard hard R-rated. I want to see some violence. Um, As the game is ultimately in and itself is violent. Uh, I would love to see it. We would love to see it, now wouldn't we? We would love to see it. But overall, so the Guardians of the Galaxy have been talking about it now for like 40 minutes. I give it a two thumbs up. Even though I dogged it a little bit in the beginning, the movie overall was good. Uh, But I I say, just just a little bit of things that I was like, man, they could have... I don't know who was writing the story. Maybe they were like running out of time. But they could have done without some of the sequence in the middle of the movie and added like five minutes of Gamora's get her up to speed. Because we got like five minutes no, actually, we had a whole special presentation of the Guardians without Gamora and getting them to where they're at. We had that little bit of Thor in the special presentation. Got to see it. We didn't see Gamora at all. Like She's just is back there and like, okay. So they got, they got away with the doozy there. Uh, I would have loved to see the High Evolutionary Battle a little bit more Especially as this might be the final Guardians movies we see for a very long time. Um, that, You know, the high evolution should have been a little bit more done better, I, I feel. Um, and then, yeah, I wish Adam Warlock was around since Guardian 1, man. Or maybe even all of Guardian 2 and then Infinity War, and then now we get him hunting. You know rocket or something you know they come into the realization like shit we got the warlock on us like damn but it is what it is um, if you haven't seen the movie this is spoiled out but fuck it these big movies if you don't really care for the franchise like fast and furious or whatever so Mario- I mean if you by the end of the weekend, it's already spoiled for you, so. People start telling you what happens. It just happens. Go see the goddamn movie when it's out in theaters. Go see it again if you really liked it. Uh, I hear it's tracking to do, like, big numbers, so. the Marvel train keeps rolling, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's really nothing you can do about it. I... Even Marvel's medium... Medium uh, movies doing numbers, and I don't even. There's not very many that I've seen that have sucked recently. Ant-Man was great for me. For me personally, was great. A lot of people got a lot of beef against it, especially the critics. Uh, Love and Thunder, to me was. uh, Love and Thunder was a little bit better than uh, uh, than I think Guardians, and a lot of people can, you know, say no, that's not true. I, I think yes, it is true we had a lot more marvel aspects involved in it you gotta see valhalla finally you gotta see you know thor extend his powers you got you had the gods zeus uh hercules pop up i mean you had a lot of things happen in that movie that just got glanced over because people were upset about there being a lot of jokes i don't really feel that that's Warranted. Uh, Ant Man, the same kind of thing. A lot happened in that movie, and as the time goes on, you're gonna come to find out that indeed these are really good movies. They're really good. I really like the direction they went in. Um, you know, some of these franchises are ending Thor, Ant Man, um, Guardians, but there's new ones coming up. You just had, you just had uh, Black Panther Part Two. You can't tell me there's not gonna be a Black Panther Three. You know, especially bringing back Namor. Uh, Doctor Strange has still got one more to go. Shang Chi still got another two to go at least. Uh, We'll see. But as as it is. It was a good movie, so I'll catch you guys on next. I'll get this posted up hopefully today, and uh, we'll be back talking. Got some concerts down the line. Got Vegas coming up. We'll talk about those in another podcast later.